0: Porn Free Radio, Episode 65, Not Safe for Work, Part 3, Getting Things Done. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Hello and welcome to this episode of Porn-Free Radio. This is the podcast for guys who want to live 100% porn-free. In this episode, I'll be talking about getting things done. It's part three of our Not Safe for Work series that started in episode 63. And we've been identifying the risks of using porn at work. We've talked about how it compromises our leadership and our ability to be present with others. And today is all about strategy and really uh, taking our recovery to the next level and specifically uh, planning for eliminating porn at work. And I want to welcome in Ben Frazier, who's been sitting in the last three episodes with us back for another episode Ben, it's great to have you back. I've really appreciated everything you've been adding. We've been getting listener emails saying, hey, we love Ben. We love what he brings to to the show. And uh, even when I got an email, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he specifically cited how he really was inspired by your use of creativity and recovery uh, by mm. creating the BrickHouse web series. That's so nice. Yeah. And I... um. Uh, yeah, so Brickhouse web series is still going. Uh, you just released episode four of season two, which is the f- the final episode of season two. Yep. And maybe you could tell us a little bit about what happens in that episode. I know some people have not watched it yet.
1: Yeah, well, in this episode, um, the therapist has a chance to say basically all of his tips for what has helped him quit porn because the therapist in the series... Is a recovering porn addict himself, so um, so, and I put that into a song, and um, it's basically all the things that that have helped me to to quit porn and that have kind of helped me on a like daily basis um, have a good life.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, is this is this a song that you're just like singing in the shower all the time and, <laughs> and uh, constantly uh, part of your mantra?
1: Well, certainly when I was writing it I was, but at this point I've 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 lived with it so long it's sort of gone out of my gone out of my daily life. But the concepts are um, consistent with what I do daily and it has a lot to do with connecting with people and choosing life affirming activities because as we know, sitting in front of a computer masturbating, looking at porn is not not very life affirming, not not doesn't doesn't help the world or yourself very much. Um so yeah just thinking of positive things that we can do to to have better lives for ourselves and and I and I put that all together in a song.
0: Well I mean I think it's just such a positive example of of taking uh, this wound taking this painful area of your life and turning it into something that's meaningful mm. and getting the message out there in a creative way. There's so many you know there's books that are written by experts, you know, PhDs and people who um you know are looking at this from a therapy point of view, or looking at this from some sort of neuroscience uh, point of view, but you're you're really coming at this from your own recovery, and you're share, creating art and creating powerful messages based on your own recovery
1: right, well, and that of course that's what you're doing too and And I guess I've found that the most powerful messages are coming from people's own experience. Like you're talking about your experience and quitting porn and what you've learned and and also, you know, how 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 bad you felt and how, you know, how hard things were um, and then what you've learned. And so I guess I'm try, I'm doing that as well. Um, and it's the kind of message that kind of I respond most to. And uh, so I'm glad to be able to have an opportunity to do that
0: again. You know what the number one phrase people say in in emails to me? And they say, they uh, literally, I could go through with a highlighter of these emails and this, they mm. say it the same way. They say, you get it. Mm. And, right. and Ben, you get, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when well, I, I hear- I hope so
1: th- after like 15 years of doing it. I hope, I hope yeah. so.
0: Well, when yeah. I hear, no, but when I hear your songs and you, you got Jerry the Wolf, you know, singing about the the benefits and all the reasons that you should act out. <laughs> I hear those voices, and I know that voice. You know, right. it's so clear. And and even when you're talking about relationships and pressing into connection, I go, "That's true. That's so true for me. That's that's mm. what's helped me." And and those are the messages I responded to. That's probably why we like each other. Mm. Uh, we're, yeah. we're we're responding to the same things. I absolutely. I did not respond to to rule uh, management or that type of stuff, um, what I responded to was love, grace, uh, Mm. and, and and yeah, forgiveness, guidance, uh, healthy boundaries. I mean, those are the things that I responded to. I didn't respond to shame. I did not respond to, um, I, to be honest, I don't, I haven't responded a lot to the whole, uh, brain science stuff. Like Mm -hmm. that has not really helped me because mm-hmm. I see this as really a relational and emotional uh, issue for me. So, yeah. so you know, and and I'm mean, sure there's other people who respond in different ways. But that, but I that's what I really come away with, and that's what it's about. It's about our experience. But I love being able to share our experience with other people. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we agree. But before Ben and I get into this episode, I want to talk to you about one-on-one coaching. In this series, we're talking a lot about the risk and great cost of using porn at work. And if you've struggled at work with porn, you're in danger. Your job, the quality of work, and your reputation are all at stake. Now, several of my coaching clients have cited this issue of not being able to control porn addiction at work as one of the main reasons they chose coaching. Now, why coaching? Well, it's confidential, it's convenient, and it's the fastest way to get a solid plan in place. And when you think of the alternative, getting caught, it's a wise investment. Now, if you've tried on your own to quit and not been able to, chances are you're missing one of two things. Accountability to follow through or feedback from someone who's been there. Good feedback really helps refine and strengthen your plan. So to take the next step, go to pornfreeradio.com coaching. That's pornfreeradio.com coaching. Fill out my short application. We'll schedule a short call so you can ask questions and find out how we can work together. Don't wait. If this is all an issue for you, go to pornfreeradio.com coaching and let's get started. All right, let's get into this episode, Ben. I named it Getting Things Done, and that's based on a book by David Allen. Now, some of you out there know what this book is. It's about time management and dealing with the stuff that comes at us. And you're probably like, Matt, why are you quoting a business productivity book on Porn Free Radio? Like, what does this have to do with, you know, dealing with pornography at work and eliminating porn behaviors in the workplace. What? Why Why would you quote David Allen? But to say that David Allen is just concerned with time management, to-do lists, and calendars is kind of not, not accurate. He is more holistic in his writing. And he kind of comes from, actually, he kind of comes from an interesting place. I think he studied martial arts, and there's sort of a zen uh, hmm. approach to his work. And it's a lot about getting clarity in your mind and getting clear. And as we talked in the last couple episodes, episodes 64 and 63, using porn at work really uh, dulls us. It um, it, it makes us foggy. It makes us less present to the people we work with. There's all these things that affect us and it all starts in our mind. Mm -hmm. And David Allen has a great quote it says if you don't pay appropriate attention to what has your attention it will take more of your attention than it deserves mm. I'll just read it one more time if you take if you don't pay appropriate attention to what has your attention it will take more of your attention than it deserves and i think there's guys out there who maybe are struggling at work and they're minimizing the amount of attention that it's taking and the things that it's taking from them. Mm-hmm. It's really easy uh, to get into a trap where you think, hey, I just looked at some porn on my smartphone in the bathroom. It doesn't affect the meeting that I went to. It doesn't affect a one-on-one meeting that I have with a staff member. It doesn't affect the project deadline. But if it affects you, all of them yeah but if you don't pay appropriate attention to it it will take more attention than it deserves and he's got another great quote uh, ben you can uh-huh. fool everyone else but you can't fool your own mind and so you might sort of think that you're getting away with it but inside you know that it's clouding your judgment uh it is it's and it's creating um it's eroding your confidence and compromises you as a leader, it compromises you as an employee, it compromises you uh, being able to get things done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So getting things done, and, they, and the people who are disciples of this book call it GTD. So I might refer to it as GTD. This was very- doing, this, things done, okay, got yeah, it. This was very valuable to me um, when I became a manager and when I uh, was growing in my career uh, GTD was the way that I, um, started, you know, basically managing the things that are coming at me. The more, um, the more stress you have at work, uh, the more, I don't want to say important you are, but the, the more responsibility you have, the more you have to deal with things coming at you, mm-hmm. um, whether it's project deadlines, whether it's, um, uh, you know, planning that type of thing. Uh, you, you just have to be able to order things, and so GTD is all about getting things on paper, getting it out of your head, so mm. that you're clear to be creative, and you're clear uh, in mind to really think, uh, think well, and not just be reactive.
1: Right. And that's its... a good. Well, that can I jump in here? Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like being able to think well. I think that's a key thing right there because right. if <laughs> If porn's on your mind, you're not thinking, well, that's just, it's just they can't go together basically. Yeah. You can't, you can't, if you're not thinking well, if you're thinking about porn.
0: Yeah. If you're not clear headed, then you're not, um, you're not thinking, you're not thinking ahead, you're not being proactive, you're not being intentional. And so then you start being caught off guard by things and you start becoming, you start living out of reaction. If you're Mm -hmm. procrastinating with project deadlines, then you become a slave to your email box. And there's a lot of stress in that. Yeah. And again, we talked in episode, uh, we talked in episode 63 about the stress at work and how that's, that's a main reason that people go to porn. Yeah. And if you're, living in a reactive environment, not dealing with things, not organizing your time, but also your systems, you're going to feel more stress and that's going to lead to more triggers. Yeah. So one of the key things about GTD is breaking down projects into next actions. And so as we start to think about planning at work, um, it's about breaking down this idea, I want to be porn free at work into next actions, little actions that you can take um, to make a big project into something manageable. So uh, what I'm getting at here is when we start to think about work and, and be eliminating porn at work, we need to start treating our work environment as a project. And it's unique. It's it's not like other places in our life. It's stressful. It can be stressful. We talked about the relational stresses. We talked about just the deadlines and things like that that can stress us out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, the work environment is really a different terrain. Just, you know, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about married guys more likely to look at porn at work than single guys. Yeah. And you had the idea, well, it's maybe because... At home, there's, you know, a wife and kids. Maybe it's just there isn't the opportunity to act out. And so the work environment is different. It's a different terrain, meaning that we might have to have a different plan at work than we have at home.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And even though work has a lot of built-in accountability, You know, like if you don't get your work done, it, it shows up on the ledger. People know about it, but there's a lot of freedom and unaccountable time in how we manage ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we're uh, prone to dabble on the internet or to, to look at porn or to edge that can start to have big effects on our project planning, our ability to, to be present. It just can have a lot of ripple effects. The planning process for dealing with porn at work is the same as we talk about on Porn Free Radio. In episode 57, Go Porn Free for 2016, thousands of you guys have uh, downloaded that episode and I've had tons of people go through the video, the free video that goes with that um, to build a plan. And we talk about three areas that we have to identify when we're starting to make a plan. And one is emotional triggers. And we've talked about a couple of them, work being stressful. What are the things that precede looking at porn or edging or going on the internet to get some relief? Is it stress? Is it boredom? Is it uh, procrastination? Is it a hard relational conflict that you're dealing with? What are the things that trip you up at work? And you might have to really think like what, you, you know, at home, you might have some triggers that get you, you know, maybe it's late night or, or, um, feeling lonely or this or that, but work, there might be some slightly different things that you need to really identify. Like, what are the things that trigger me emotionally at work? Um, what if you get criticism from your boss? Does that, does that trigger you?
1: Sure. You know, (laughs) conflict
0: of any kind, you know, I used to manage people and, you know managing people is really hard, especially mm. if you have to confront them on something like a behavior issue yeah. someone's late all the time. You know the energy it took for me to confront someone it it was worse than getting confronted myself mm. wow. you know, because yeah. cause if my boss called me into his office and said, Matt, um you know, I noticed you've been leaving early the last couple of weeks, you know this is a problem, we got to deal with it." you know, the, the responsible adult in me can respond and go, you're right. You're right. I have been leaving early. It's unacceptable. I know what the, I know what the end time is. I know what the, you know, when I'm supposed to be at my desk, I get it. I can change it and I'll do this to, to, to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But the amount of stress that it would take for me to call someone else into accountability to, to schedule a meeting and say, Hey, I'm, I've noticed this behavior in your work. This is an issue. We need to work on it. It's like 10 times more stressful. I can own, wow. I can own something I did wrong, but confronting mm-hmm. someone else, oh my gosh, it was so hard. Yeah. Uh, especially if they had any reaction. Uh,
1: Which they probably will. Right.
0: Because a lot of times they'll have an emotional reaction. So then I'm dealing with their emotions and my emotions. And when they leave, I'm like, holy crap, I feel like crap. Right. You know, I lost. I lost more sleep over dealing with relational issues at work than any mm-hmm. project that I ever had to deliver at work. Wow. Um, that makes Any sense, deadline, actually. any deadline that I've had, I, I, I mean, I would be stressed about it, but it was relational things that kept me up at night. Yeah. So we have to look at what are those emotional triggers that precede acting out and and acting out for you at work might look a little different. Maybe you're not going on a video site and watching hardcore porn for two hours, but what are the little things you're doing, little searches, little things that maybe you're edging? What comes before those things? What are the emotional things? Another one is mistaken beliefs. What are the things that we're believing in the moment that are Fueling our acting out. And, and I, I think the number one thing, the mistaken belief that people struggle with at work is I deserve this. I deserve, a, you deserve a break today. <laughs> yeah, that could be porn's uh,
1: slogan yeah, right because there. Because
0: yeah. work is hard. It's not everyone's favorite thing to do. And especially if we're. An addict, we want to take care of ourselves. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to want to have self care, but this is a way that we've found in our life. It's a really easy way where we try to meet our own needs, where we take care of ourselves. And a lot of times, that sense of entitlement of just deserving a break, you've worked so hard, you know, you want acknowledgement, you want affirmation that you're working hard. And this is a way that we try to take care of ourselves. And that's. The number one yeah. lie that we face at work or mistaken belief
1: because that doesn't that doesn't really give you much care it doesn't make you it doesn't really make you feel better except for a few seconds and doesn't give you the break you need in, in, at all right
0: uh, and then the last thing and this is the same planning process as episode fifty seven but I'm speaking specifically at work what are the weak links and weak links are you know, unsafe places or unsafe opportunities that we have, um, you know, to deal with, you know, to look at porn. And so it could be unaccountable time could be a part of it. It could be that work gave you an iPad. Um, that's just really easy for you to, to drift into edging or porn behaviors. Uh, it could be it could be relationships at work. You could have unhealthy boundaries with a coworker. You know, you could be traveling for work and uh, the hotel bar is is unsafe for you. There could be all sorts of things related to work um, that you need to identify in a plan. And again, if you're making a plan for home and you're a married guy, you're gonna, your plan's gonna look like one thing at at home. But when you think about work, the, the opportunities you have at work, the potential, uh, unsafe places you could get into, you need to, to, to dig down and go, what, what are the other things that I need to put in my plan? Um, Mm -hmm. and the same way we're going to talk about self-care at work. You know, what are the things that you need to add in? This isn't just about restriction. You know, a lot of times people hear me talk and, you know, they hear a lot of don't do this, don't do this. It's all rules. But they forget that I'm like, what are we adding? To break a habit, you have to make a habit. Our friend Craig Perra always says that.
1: Yeah. So what, are, well, yeah, what that are you
0: adding? And uh, so we'll get into that in a second. But but when you think about unsafe places, that's that's the other thing that we need to to really identify. What are the areas where you're at risk at work? And the easiest way to identify these things is think about the last time you acted out. Where was it? How did, what device did you Mm -hmm. use? What time was it? What time was it? You know, were you traveling? Were you in a hotel room? Was it after a meeting? You know, a friend of mine said that he used to be tempted. um, He would go to a meeting room and have a meeting and he would write notes about what happened at the meeting and everyone would leave. And then he realized he was in this conference room by himself. No one could see him. And mm. and it was a trigger. Like, yeah, he just realized, wow, this is unsafe. I have my laptop. I have full access to the internet. No one's around. It's not my cubicle or office where it's much more visible, mm-hmm. you know? And so he realized that was an unsafe place that he needed to leave the meeting room when the meeting ended. Yeah. Um, So it could be as simple as that. So what are some things we can do to take action at work? If we start to identify unsafe places, if we start to identify these things, what can we do in our plan? Mm -hmm. So here's some basic ones. You know, a lot of companies have some sort of content filter. If you're a sole proprietor, if you're in a small company, they might not have a filter. And so it can be as simple as going to your IT guy or if you're the IT guy, it can be as simple as going, hey, my company doesn't have a policy for this or they don't have tracking, but I'm going to put tracking or a filter on my computer. I'm going to install K9 or I'm going to install, I'm going to have IT install K9 on my computer. Mm-hmm. And listen, IT guys have seen it all and, and they know there was really not that much embarrassment of pulling your IT guy aside and saying, Hey, Jim, so when I travel, when I'm at home, I just want my laptop to be safe and I don't want to you know, make any unsafe choices. Would you put K9 on my computer? Is there a filter you can turn on? And cool. nine nine out of ten IT guys are gonna be like, sure. Mm. Like they're not gonna be like, oh, that's why would you want that? This is all about freedom. You know, we talked about uh you know, we talked about IT in episode sixty three. They're they're concerned about bandwidth, they're concerned about computer safety. Mm-hmm. They're concerned about viruses. Yep. And so if they don't have um an official filter or that type of thing, I'm sure they would support it. Yeah.
1: That'll, uh, it's probably going to save the IT guy a lot of time later.
0: Yeah. I had a friend who actually identified that in his small office, it was a small company that there was no filtering in place. He actually went to his boss, presented the reasons why he thought they should have a filter and vulnerably told a little bit about his recovery. Mm-hmm. And the boss agreed with him and invested several thousand dollars in putting filtering and some other firewall stuff in place to make the environment safe. So, wow. be- so because he was vulnerable and took some initiative, the boss actually recognized that as value value and, and put it in place.
1: Well, I would think that the boss probably recognized that he was probably going to save some money in the long run by doing that as well.
0: Right. So this idea that, you know and i think uh, our buddy uh was it F- frank is that what we called him yeah uh, frank you know frank uh made a point in one of his uh emails to us a couple episodes ago what if you know the company is mandatorily assigning this and the company gives us these devices well a lot of times companies will will work with people and so you can you can be a little vulnerable you can advocate for yourself and not just take the ipad and and just act like that's the end of the story. I just have to have this device. You can actually advocate for yourself specifically with filtering. And if filtering isn't something that you can add, another thing you could potentially add is add a tracker program. So there's a program hmm. called Accountable to You. That's just a really simple tracker that can be put into all the OSs and to all the smartphone platforms. Hmm. Except for maybe Windows, the, the Windows smartphone platform, which I can't remember what it is. but And they, they might even be available on that now. But you might be able to at least get some accountability with how you're using your computer. And again, IT guy or if you're the IT person, it's usually something that someone would agree to. It's not going to harm a corporate computer to have a tracker. Right. Now, we've talked a lot on this show about dumb smartphones. Mm-hmm. But almost, if you get assigned an iOS device, you have to sign in with your own iTunes password. Hmm. There's no enterprise iTunes passwords that I know of. You have to use a personal account. And if you use a personal account, guess what? You can set up content restrictions. You could add apps. There's all sorts of things you can do. So you, your company can give you this iPhone and they can even have policies, but you ultimately are going to be the person who decides what's on that phone. Mm. And I think there are ways that you can go, do I really need YouTube on my phone? You right. could block You could block just YouTube. No offense to the Brickhouse web series, which is available <laughs> on YouTube. And if you use YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, but... <laughs> but you could block something like YouTube. You could block Instagram, Snapchat if that's causing you problems and your company is not going to say no you need Snapchat. Right. Uh, my last role I worked in social media and internet. And I was on a social media team. I actually ran the Twitter for my company. Okay. And but you know what if I started really having a problem with Twitter, I could have gone to the social media team and say, "Hey guys, And I wouldn't even have to explain it. Mm. I could just say, hey, I want to invest in some other things and Twitter's taking up too much of my time. And no one would bat an eye. They would have assigned Twitter to someone else and that would have been the end of it.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Even though I was in a social media role and a web marketing role, no one was saying, you must use Twitter. You must have Twitter app. You must be on Twitter 24-7. You well, know? that's
1: the other thing too is you could still just not have Twitter like when you're not at work,
0: right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, or even you know, we had you know, we had some event management things where you couldn't tweet uh because of of lack of internet uh in certain buildings. And huh. uh so we had an elaborate system where people would text tweets and we'd have a guy who was tweeting and we had another guy who was reporting. Oh, huh. So I could have done that too. I could have said, "Hey, I'll write tweets. I just won't have access to Twitter." So you we'll, text
1: them to somebody else to tweet. Yeah, or or
0: yeah. for in time tweets, and then a lot of tweets we just would write ahead of time. You know, on right. Thursday we're gonna have a tweet about this blog post. I can write right. that ahead of time. I don't even have a, need to have access to Twitter. Right. Um, we used Buffer and Meet Edgar to schedule tweets. <laughs> this is really getting in the weeds, and no one cares uh, about yeah. this, but. But we use Buffer, right? So I needed access to Buffer. I didn't need access to Twitter, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Because I would load up the tweets. I didn't need to read other people's tweets. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, some jobs are going to require certain things, but you can, you can, you have a lot of choices about how you interact with technology, even at a very techno savvy company. Yep. Environment changes is one. I talked about the guy leaving the conference room. Yes but something as simple as keeping your door unlocked to your office uh turning your computer so the the monitor is fully present when people walk by mm. I mean just something as simple as turning your computer around or changing the way you sit in your cube could could make things safer for you Definitely another other types of actions you know check-ins you're not, you don't have to be at work eight hours and it's like you're in, secu- you know, high security or uh, what's it? High security prison? Yeah, well, no, what is it? when? Oh, solitary confinement or oh, something, there you right? Go. You can have yeah. a plan to check in with an accountability partner at the beginning of your day at lunch. You don't have to just basically go into the company and, and shut off the outside world. You can create strategies for check-ins and all sorts of things. Yeah. You could check in at lunch and say, "Hey, the morning was good, you know, okay for the morning," and then check in at 5. Definitely. You can do Well, all you sorts. get
1: breaks, you get lunch break or whatever, right? Yeah. Like coffee break or afternoon break, and you can just do a little text checking in. Yeah.
0: I have guys who I coach who actually build it in their schedule to have a coaching call during work, you know, they they take take their lunch hour and call me. Nice. Or or they call me right at the end of work. Yep. You know, they close the door of their office, five o'clock, or at the beginning of the day. I've 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 coached guys at all points a day. Work is a great time if you have a lot of flexibility in your schedule to do something like coaching. Yep. Um you're not limited. You can actually use that freedom to your advantage for self care, for check-ins, for help. Yes. Here's another one. This is sort of environmental and this is a little counterintuitive. My company that I was just at had a lot of choice about what type of equipment you use. First question you would have right after you get hired, do you want a desktop or do you want a laptop? Hmm.
1: So it'd be better to choose a desktop, is that right? If you're trying to quit
0: porn or not? Which is better? I'm just saying that there's a lot of freedom. You could choose a desktop and that would basically eliminate uh, using your work computer, you know, to to access the internet at home. Mm, right. You know, because maybe you have a plan for home. Maybe you you share a computer with your kids, you share Wi-Fi, whatever. But that that work laptop is kind of off the grid, off the family grid, off the family plan. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's a... So you could make a choice as simple as saying, hey, I'm going to get a desktop and I'm just going to use do work at work yeah which is a good good idea anyway really yeah so i'm not saying it's just some it's a choice you have environmentally you don't have to necessarily have a laptop and again i worked in it and web uh i had a laptop and i left my laptop at home a lot or at home i left my laptop at work Mm -hmm. um i didn't take my laptop home every weekend yeah you can make a choice to res- with that. You know, some people get in this habit of, I always have to be connected to my laptop. Well, guess what? I, I lived about five miles from my company and I had my phone and could get texts. So if there was a crisis, guess what I would do, Ben? Look at your phone? Or what? <laughs> well, no, no. If there was a crisis and I didn't have my computer at home, what would I do? I'd get in the car and go over to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went over to work once at 11 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? I didn't look at porn that night because I didn't, it's not like I had my laptop at home. Yep. And, you know, I get done dealing with the crisis and then I decide that I want to take care of myself or make myself feel better because I worked hard. Yeah. Um. You know, so I'm all I'm saying is your laptop, your desktop, you can make choices about how you interact with that technology. And yeah, it was a pain to drive over at 11 o'clock at night. But I liked being porn free more than I liked having the convenience of having that laptop at home. Yeah. I already talked about iPads a little bit. You know, my company, you didn't have to have an iPad. You know, some of the sales guys used iPads because it made things easier for them. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't mandatory. Yep. And, um, yeah. So, you know, you have freedom. and, And, hey... Again, we were talking with uh, Frank. It you know it maybe is a no for now. This is a limit that you're putting on yourself now. Yep. It's not forever, but you know yourself. If you constantly keep messing up with a with a tablet, consider getting rid of the tablet, even if it makes it a little harder. Think about the sales guy. You know, it's like he's. He's going on site with a tablet, and maybe it makes it a little easier to put in an order. But maybe a sales guy who's having trouble with the tablet could bring a DVD player and show a video or fax his order in or call in his order. There's ways around everything. Right. And we're not, we don't have to, to always do things exactly the most technologically f- forward as possible. Absolutely, and the last one. Now, this one is probably going to get me in the most trouble Uh-oh. for for taking action. Okay, if your work environment is so rigid and does not fit with your goals to be porn free, it might be worth looking for a new job. Mm. I I remember I had a guy who was really struggling. This was years ago in in ministry. And he was a programmer and he worked from home and he had this job where he had seven computers connected all the time, you know, uh, a T1 going into his condo, mm-hmm. uh, T1 line, which is uh, back in the days before, uh, you know, Ethernet or before um, fiber fiber and, and ISDN lines. This was like, he, he had basically an enterprise level internet connection for a soul for one person okay um so it was amazing his setup but he basically gave me this lecture i can't i can't do anything different i need this job i need this setup and so i can't be porn free like it was kind of a little bit of resignation yeah and i said what about getting another job? What about working outside the home? What about getting rid of this T1 line and this idea that you're available 24-7? And and he just did not want to hear it. Right. He, did, he did not want to hear that he couldn't have this lifestyle that he had created. Okay. And I just thought, well, how, how much do you want to be free? Yeah. Because your lifestyle, your choices are affecting your ability to quit. Yes. And I, and I don't I don't know if he ever did quit, uh, so you don't know the ending to that story. No, but yeah. I do remember his resistance, his his downright resistance at even the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I have people sometimes who call for coaching. I just hear in their voice a lot of things that are telling me that they don't want to do what it takes. You know, it yeah. takes it takes what it takes. Right. It wasn't easy for me to quit, and I had to do a lot of things that were counterintuitive. I had to. Take some freedoms away for a period. I had to yeah. make some choices, but that's always on the table. If you have a job that you just can't make safe, then it's time to get a new job. I mean, what if you were what if you were a porn addict and you were a, a bodyguard at a strip club?
1: <laughs> that yeah, yeah, you need a different job. I mean, you, you, you
0: identify play. that you're a porn addict. You identify that you maybe you're a sex addict or whatever. And you're in this industry where you're staring at naked women all day long. Yeah,
1: no, that doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's jobs out there that that require, you know, things. You know, the other thing that makes me think about,
1: too, is like, you know, if you're in a job where, I mean, I have this idea, like, if you enjoy your work, if you're feeling good about your work. You're not going to be as stressed out. you're not going to want to look at porn as much because you're going to be sort of satisfied with the with the job that you have. It's going to it's going to feed your soul in some way, you know, um, so that's another that's another thing. It's like maybe you should change your job because uh, it's not fulfilling you in, in a way that you
0: need to be fulfilled. Right. And we started, you know, by talking about getting things done and and a lot of the goals of getting things done is not just to be productive. It's about having uh, a clear mind, ha- having fulfillment in your, in your, what you're, what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and, and having peace. Yeah. Your environment, your job, if it's creating a lot of stress for you, if you can't manage your job without looking at porn, like that's essential to you functioning and surviving. Yeah, it might be worth looking at.
1: Yeah. Because well there's your job, but there's your just, you know, happiness and life. You know, right. which which is the bigger
0: question. I wanted to finish by just talking about self-care. That you can't forget about self-care. This isn't just about I'm going to put a filter on. I'm going to I'm going to man up and just stop looking at porn, you need to address those emotional needs that are going unfulfilled at work. How can you manage stress? Right. How can you manage relational stress? It's hard to have a conflict with someone who you're managing. It's hard to have a conflict with your boss. How are you going to deal with that?
1: And looking at porn is not going to help you deal with those things.
0: (laughs) Right. What can you do with boredom and procrastination?
1: And, and also taking a break, too, I think. I, I heard you mentioned kind of talking about that. It's like you just finished some big project, you need a break. What, do you, what kind of break can you take that's not looking at porn?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've even uh, talked to guys who, you know, have just created times in their day where they walk around, where they t- go for a walk. Great idea. Where they just kind of disrupt being in front of their computer eight hours a day.
1: That's got to be good for your if your overall mental health, physical health, everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. taking a walk instead. Yeah. And let's be intentional too. There's going to be things at work that you don't want to do. There's going to be there's going to be tasks that suck. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. and so what can you do to not try to medicate those feelings? What can you do to press in to get them done? That's why GTD is important. Think of all the clichés that I remember in corporate America like you know, eating the frog at the beginning of the day. Have you ever heard that one? I have not.
1: <laughs> it's it's
0: this idea of like, do your worst, the worst thing, the thing you're hating. If you have to call back a client that you're just oh, putting yeah. off, uh-huh. do that first thing and then your day will get better because the worst thing is out of the way. Okay. My point is, is from a self-care perspective, how can you manage the fact that you're going to have things you don't want to do? Mm-hmm. Is it through accountability? Is it through exercise is it through just well
1: you know, well, well, the, well there's another that may um my thought is one thing that i do is like i have somebody i can talk to and like there's something i don't want to do i can kind of complain to that person you know and just say how hard it is and why it's terrible why i don't want to do it and taking some time to do that actually kind of like takes some of the emotion out of it and makes it easier to think and easier to when it when I'm done with that, then I can go and sit down and say, okay, now I'm ready to do
0: it. So that's one technique. I, I think that's great. Yeah. An, another one that I think would be really cool to think about is one of the challenges at work is there's unaccountable time. So mm-hmm. how can you make yourself more accountable? Are you t- There's not a boss in the world. There's not a client in the world who were who would not respond well to you coming into their office and saying, "Listen, I want to create some checkpoints in this project that I'm working on, so I can really communicate well with you where we're at, mm. right?" And yeah. I need and I need you as the project owner, as the, as my manager, as my client. I need you to um, to not only uh, read these checkpoints, but really ask me questions about these milestones. <laughs> uh-huh every every boss that i ever have worked with any you know any client would love more accountability mm-hmm. <laughs> we're always fighting for how can i get how can I deal with less overhead and less face to face you know how can we just get my work done and not have to deal with anybody mm. but you can make yourself more intentional about getting accountability and 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 you're going matt what what does that mean it's not letting yourself fall into the pattern of getting into unsafe places with unaccountable time. You know, you can just be more intentional and you don't have to tell them, hey, I'm struggling with porn and being and getting distracted by porn. You don't have to say that. But if you yeah. say, hey, I want to have a, a, a daily standup meeting with you five minutes a day so I can check in. You're going to be more aware of that, that you're going to have to account for what you did the last eight hours. Mm hmm. And uh, it's going to make you more accountable. And you don't have to just work with a boss. You can work with a mentor. You know, you could work with a coach. You could work with uh, a peer who is not in, your, not in your department or division where you're saying, hey, yep. I want to accomplish these goals. And these are relational goals that I have at work. There's a great book called Never Eat Lunch Alone. Huh. And it's about networking, keeping your network uh, very healthy Reaching out, asking for help, and you you meet with peers, you meet with people who you could potentially mentor, you meet with people who could mentor you. You don't just meet with people at your level; you meet with people higher, lower, um, and it's a way to really um, get more out of your 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 work. I mean, let's face it: we're at work more than we are with our families. Yeah. And so, what can you do, do to be intentional there? So, uh, think about that. Well, hey Ben, this has been great. It's been great to like sit down, dig through these issues. This is such an important topic.
1: Mm, I, re- yeah. I realize as
0: I'm looking at the time on just us talking, I feel like we just scratched the surface. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. More I to mean, say. we've we have filled up three episodes on this topic, and I feel like there's more places that we could dive into, uh, but. I think we're going to close for now but I just I I just think it's such a valuable thing. I mean, I don't see books written about this. I think that maybe there's one book about porn in the workplace um mm. that came out. You're doing groundbreaking work, Matt, 10 years ago. Well, I, I don't mean that, but but it's it's something that, I mean, we we started this podcast series off by talking about 60 to 75% of men struggle with this issue. Mm. And and so but it never is talked about. Right. So I, I I just like the idea of us really digging into it and taking the time that it takes. hmm Yeah. Great idea. Well, thanks a lot for your time and um I'll definitely have the the show links set up uh at pornfreeradio dot com slash sixty five. That's pornfree dot com slash sixty five. I'll have links to the brick house web series so people can find out more about your work thank you and and for you guys listening, if you have a question that you want to ask me for an upcoming show, you can reach me at matt at dot com I'm the only one who checks that email box. Please include your first name if there's anything you need to keep private, please give me the heads up and as I said, you can get the show notes at pornforradio dot com slash sixty five You can also comment there, leave a question, or whatever. Ben, once again, thanks. Uh, hey it's been great, Matt. Yeah. Thanks for setting uh sitting in. Uh good luck on just the hopefully season three of uh, <laughs> of the the Brick House. I know that you're you're just coming off the mountaintop experience of yeah getting it out getting season two out yeah yeah we'll see we'll see but but give yourself a break uh, there you go take some time get some rest exactly and then uh maybe you'll be inspired you know
1: well i've Uh, definitely got more to say i've definitely got more to say so we'll
0: see all right well thanks again ben and until next time guys take hope and take action Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To work with Matt one-on-one, go to pornfreeradio.com forward slash coaching and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio in iTunes and leaving a rating and review.